Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan. It is December 16th today already. I'm in Pasadena, California, where it's raining. So we'll have some team coverage later on in the podcast. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't have any more talk about the weather on the podcast. With me today is my sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, this is kind of our holiday party on the Tuesday show, isn't it? Yes, I've got my Christmas sweater on. How about you, sister? Yeah, I'm having a latte from McDonald's, so that qualifies as a party for me. <laughs> yes, I usually make my own coffee, <laughs> but kind of gotten addicted to these McDonald's lattes, I'll have to say. Really? Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's an easy drive through and I can drive around with the seat heater on, which I enjoy. <laughs> For all that chilly weather in so, Southern California, so bundle cold. up, sister. So cold. It's 50 degrees today, but I am going to deep water workout in the pool. 50 and raining. I'm going in later. Um, but it's our holiday party today, so we're keeping it kind of light. And uh, But we have a lot to cover. That doesn't mean we're not covering huge areas of interest like customer service. Yes. Uh, you know, how to stay healthy this holiday season and uh, the Trapumple kerfuffle. So we're <laughs> going to talk about all those things on the show. I think that may be our finest hour, that we, we somehow convinced one of the listeners, Sarah, to make a Trapumple. And, <laughs> and it was a spectacular failure. And we're going to okay. talk about that. Save it. Save it. Save it. Lane. Okay. I have all to right. start off. Can you tell, Leanne, can you tell from my voice that I sound sharper and lighter this oh. morning? Oh, you did the coffee. I did the coffee, Leanne, bulletproof coffee. Okay, we talked about this on our, our last podcast, that this is the rage going through Hollywood and Silicon Valley. All the movers and shakers in the world are now drinking this drink. And it's coffee with butter and then the, the, the add a little extra something, something. Then you have the uh, medium chain triglyceride. Okay. Those are the three ingredients. So the sisters on Sunday, you challenged me. Okay. You thought it sounded like a disgusting idea, right? Yes. The, to drink the buttered coffee. Cutter, okay. Coffee with butter sounds gross. With the MCT in it. But I, I took up that challenge, Lee. And so the first thing I had to do was uh, assemble the ingredients. They, they're very specific that you should get Kerry gold butter, unsalted, okay? And the reason why is because this kind of butter has a higher cream fact factor. These It's grass-fed cows making this butter, so it's higher in omega-3, okay? Sharice on our fa Facebook page, she is a big proponent of this. I, I, I was surprised how many people were already drinking this, uh, what do you call this coffee? Golden coffee? Bullet, bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee. <laughs> bulletproof coffee, Lee. And we apparently have a lot of Silicon Valley moguls and Hollywood stars that listen <laughs> to Satellite Sisters. Yes. That's, the only, that's the only explanation. So the butter was the easiest thing to come up with, Lee, and that it was readily available in my store. Um, but then I had to get what they, their low mold coffee beans. Yeah. Okay. So I went over to my Starbucks and talked to my Starbucks girl. And I said, do you carry low mold uh, star, um, coffee beans? And she gave me a look like I had was going to start to tell some dirty joke or something, some dirty <laughs> coffee joke. I mean, she was like afraid of me that I said low mold. I don't know. But apparently they don't um, carry that at Starbucks. So, right, because they're too busy making milkshakes. 
You know, because they don't really serve coffee anymore. They serve milkshakes. Uh, but, Leanne, they do. Uh, the coffee beans that we use in our household are Sumatra beans from uh, Starbucks. Yeah. Which I just, by my own reasoning, have come up with the idea that they're probably high mold coffee beans because they're from Sumatra, which is Indonesia, yeah. which is very hot and humid. So I'm thinking you have to get some kind of like Himalayan beans or something that would be low mold. I didn't get those. So we went with. We went with the high mold coffee beans, uh, but then it's hard to find the MCT, you know, the uh, medium chain triglyceride. I, I wasn't, I mean, Pete, I went to like, uh, like five different stores, okay, uh, to find something that would qualify for, uh, for it. So, um, but um, my, uh, my husband was psyched. He, he was, he, cause he had had this drink in London. Land. Uh, oh, he really? Had, he had been at some. Is Gwyneth and... doing it? Is Madonna drinking Madonna, it? Madonna, Everett, Gwyneth <laughs> is doing it, Leah. Okay. And apparently, all the movers and shakers in the world uh, are drinking this drug, the bulletproof coffee in London. Okay. okay. <laughs> They're drinking it in London, Leanne. So get so get on it. So he was totally psyched. But the key that Cherie says, it's not like you're just taking a pat of butter and sticking it in your dark coffee, Leanne. I, which I, when I first read the article in the New York Times about this, that's what I thought. No, you have to blend it up. You have to blend it up and it has to be frothy, Leanne, like a latte. It looks like a latte when you do this. Mm. You're, you're skeptical. I can hear it. I uh, No, I just, that seems, again, seems like a lot of work for coffee. I just maintain the beauty of coffee is that all on its own, it seems to have a lot of health benefits and zero calories. So, but Leanne, but Leanne this, is, okay. you, this is weight loss and mental clarity. Come yeah. on. You, you got to go with that. So uh, so I had a cup of, of this Joe uh, this morning, Leanne, and here's my report. Um if you like cabbage soup, you know, the cabbage soup diet, if you like the cabbage soup <laughs> on that diet, you're going to like this coffee. I mean, the reason it promotes weight loss, I can tell you, is because you feel slightly nauseated most of the day. Or I do. I mean, I'm alert because I'm afraid I'm going to hurl. That's, that's what I have to tell you. I thought it was creamy and delicious, someone said on our Facebook page. Yes, you did not no, find that? Yeah, it's just, I, I just, um, that's that's my report. I just, uh, and they say you're only one cup of this. I was like, don't worry. There's, don't worry about this. So I don't see that I'm going to be making this every day. Yeah. But my husband is all, he's all in. He, oh, really? He likes it? In. He is all in. He is, this is. And he had it uh, verified today. He went to the gym. He was telling people about the Bulletproof coffee. They, they all knew about it, Liam. Everybody knew about it. So, uh, yeah, you got to get on this bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Sharice was saying she uses unsalted butter and coconut oil. Yes, you, that's what for the for MCT. That's the medium chain. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I had to use I, I uh, is uh, coconut oil. So it has that slightly sweet taste of okay. <laughs> coconut which is totally wrong to be in a in cup coffee. of coffee yeah i can't those are not yeah. complimentary taste to me yeah but i think it's like I cheese think... and fish i don't enjoy cheese and fish together please land please <laughs> i'm having a rough morning <laughs> okay i like when sharish posted on the facebook page she said please i'm not a nutritionist so no one yell at me for my post all right sharish <laughs> right
She was right. I did everything she said. I did. But I think your husband uh, could be talked to into a cup of this, Liam. I think you ought to. Okay. Because, yeah, he has started on, like, weird things. He has fashioned his own caveman diet. Well, the people who like caveman diets, this is is the same group. I mean, it's, it's Silicon Valley moguls, Hollywood starlets. And taekwondo stars okay. that are drinking this bulletproof coffee. Yeah. Well, Michelle from Portland said she has a taekwondo tournament this weekend, so she's going to try some. All right, Michelle, yes. okay. report back on your findings because Julie will be <laughs> too sick to do so. All right, that well, good report, Julie. You I, you went for it. Uh, you went I for it. it. I did it, Leon. You know, yeah. I mean, you you, you can't really. You can't just. Uh, I I think it's not fair to you know to totally disregard this. You know, uh, without trying it. But I, I gave it the whole the whole try, and now so now you can t- yeah now you can totally yeah. disregard it. But your husband's yeah. on board. All right, well yes. that'll be interesting to see how much smarter and thinner he gets. You know he couldn't really get much smarter, so that's I don't. <laughs> okay, watch out for that. If he gets much smarter, we're in trouble. Um, okay. All right, well I have one of those. Uh, well, I have a reverse problem as usual as usual. Of course, okay. Leon, because you're countered. Trends, right? Yes. So now is the time of the month when those of us who have kids in college either are looking forward to or dreading their children returning home for, uh, you know, college break, vacation. And I've seen tons of posts on people's Facebook page like, oh, she's coming home. Oh, I'm making dinner. I'm so excited. Oh, my family's complete. And here's the problem. You know, my son goes to college but lives at home and has lived at home (laughs) for a year and a half. So last night I had a conversation with my son where I actually said, is there anywhere you could go for the next week? (laughs) I was like, is there any shot? Anyone has like a a ski house or something you could go to for a little while? Um, So, uh, but you know, we did, I found very quickly this weekend as he ended his first semester at Art Center College of Design on Friday. And um, that's quite an accomplishment. It is. And, you know, I have to say, I haven't talked a lot about it, mainly because he's been so, so busy. Everything they what? told us in parent orientation, the three-hour parent orientation we had at Art Center, they're not really handholders there, which is fine, um, was true. I mean, he was working 14 to 16 hours a day. I just got used to that. He was at school six days a week. They have classes Friday night. His friends have classes on Saturday. It's not a normal college experience from that point of view. And it's not a normal college experience because there are no dorms there. So his friends lived all over the place in the LA area, which as people know is very large. And so I just really had to work all year at Well, I didn't have to work so much. I decided, you know, I'm going to let him have his own experience. I'm not going to monitor him. Um, When I saw how hard he was working, often shooting until 2 or 3 in the morning, then having to edit his shots. I mean, he pulled quite a few all-nighters. I just kind of let him do his thing. I didn't try to... Um, be in a space all the time. Leon. I like it. I like it. Well, he's old enough and he was, again, took, he took the gap year. So he was really focused when he went back to school. And that's a good thing, Liam. Yeah, he was very focused. And I do think that that was the benefit of the gap year. I do not think he could have done this first semester at Art Center what they expected of him if he had been coming straight out of high school. You know, I, there was something about working those 12-hour shifts, parking cars last year at the hotel that he did 
that prepared him for 12-hour shifts on his feet in the mm-hmm. d- film development room or shooting, driving around. There was it's such a physical uh, experience shooting photography and then developing it. He was shooting all film this year, not digital, um, that it was just a, a very intense experience for him. And I could tell that he was working hard and not he wasn't out till two or three in the morning partying. He didn't do any of that, frankly. So, um, very so, unusual for a college student. Yes, okay. for yeah. a first-term college student. Yeah, yes. and he just yes. got his grades, and they're very, very, very good. So I have to, oh, you know, I have no issues with him. But now I did have to sit down and have a conversation. Like, okay, I was fine with you out till three in the morning when you were working on schoolwork, but I'm not really fine with you out till three in the morning if you're just hanging with your buds. <laughs> so, you know, we've had a few conversations about that. And uh, so it did cause me to go look at some advice, actual oh, yeah. advice, which there's plenty of it on the web, parenting sites, uh, a lot of colleges and their psychology uh, blogs have, you know, advice for parents. And, these See, advice- and we had none of this. I know. Kids were teenagers. We just yelled at them. That was it. <laughs> we didn't go to the, there was no internet to go to. We just yelled at them. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I, then that is actually some of the advice, Julie, is don't just yell at them. As that, they have found, psychologists have found that that is not um, effective. I, I can attest to that, Lynn. <laughs> yes. So, like, it is the advice is, like, do understand that they think they're adults. And so most most of the advice I've seen is give, give them a wide berth, let them come home, let them sleep a lot, know that they're really going to want to see their friends, not you. You're not necessarily going to be baking cookies together. They're not eight. They're 20. You know, it's a very different experience. Um, you know, they should be expected to do laundry and do chores, but don't expect too much of them. So, I, you know, I just don't want him to stay up till three in the morning. <laughs> I don't think it. that's safe. See, that says, you know, as our mother, dear mother used to say, nothing good happens after midnight, you know, that, uh, so maybe midnight is, I, I know, I know the just college kids, their social lives don't even get ramped up until like 11 or 12. I know. Anyway, but I mean, three o'clock in the morning is not a good time to no. be out on the road. I mean, cause the other no. people that are out on the road at three o'clock in the morning, you know, a lot of them are drunk. They're drunk. That, no. Yeah. No, there were plenty of times uh, this this semester where I said to Brooks, like, if you're at a friend's house working on your Photoshop stuff together, just just stay over. Like, I, I, I learned to be fine with that. Like, he did. I, you know, I think it was friends. I, I didn't ask a lot of questions, frankly. I'll just be honest. <laughs> Okay, because I kept saying if he was at a dorm, I wouldn't know what was right. happening. You what you don't you don't know what what was happening. <laughs> so. That's but the other thing is you're up until three in the morning or awake at three in the morning waiting for them to come home. See, that's the that's the part of consideration that I think college kids don't always get. You yeah. know. The, yeah, and they're like, well, you shouldn't stay up, right? You know, they right. so you it's know, so but- easy for them to say. Well, I have to say, Brooks, unlike my other son, Brooks is very good about texting, and he will text and he will say, you know, at two in the morning, we're finishing up here. I'm just going to stay at so and so's house. Okay, and I and that's he's good about that. My mm-hmm. other son, Colin, is the worst texter in the world. So, but Brooks is excellent at that. So I give him credit. Like we have we have developed a vocabulary together. So I just don't want his friends to come home and mess up our vocab- vocabulary. <laughs> okay. So. so there you go. Uh, so I'm hoping you can find a place to go, though, for like a week or 10 days. Until okay. we get that would be good, Land. That would be good for you. Yeah. You'll be more rested uh, yeah. before you head out on your, on your journey. Yeah. Uh, so. Anyway.
All right. Oh, I saw an interesting thing in the paper today, Julie, about customer service. And, okay. you know, I feel like that's an area we haven't covered a lot lately, but we used to talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is a piece in the business section um, by David Lazarus. Nice, nice sound effects, Leanne. Thank I you. I'm her. getting the paper, getting the actual paper. <laughs> um, so David Lazarus writes a business column, and this was about um, the idea that so many companies are actually giving up their 1-800 lines. Like, you really? can't you can't call companies now. But here are the top companies in terms of loyalty leaders, okay? These are companies that we consumers go out and we just will buy whatever they're selling us. All right, it's an interesting list. Amazon? Yeah. Apple? Yeah. Okay. YouTube? Mhm. WhatsApp? That's the instant messaging app that's very popular all over the world, but not so popular here. Uh Google? Yeah. Kindle? Yes. Samsung? Okay. And Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> How did Dunkin' Donuts scoot itself in there? People love Dunkin' Donuts, Julie. They love it. So, but you see all the other companies are tech companies, right? Complete dominance of tech brands. Uh, And then Dunkin' Donuts. So it just, again, it speaks a lot to the power of coffee. Just plain old-fashioned coffee is delicious. But the point is that most of those companies I just mentioned, you yeah. can't even find an 800 number on their website. Companies are just eliminating that now and going to an all are, digital. Are you ripping up the piece of paper over no, there? No, I'm you... just, I'm folding it to the next section. It's a real <laughs> okay. paper. I'm, okay, okay, okay. I'm a job creator like Liz. I, yes. This poor paper delivery person keeps sending me sad letters that if we cancel our subscription, they'll be out of a job. So I, oh. I get the, I know, I get them every week now. It's sad. And now <laughs> it's very sad. So anyway, but if you go, none of these companies, you can't find an 800 number. Amazon, Apple, Google, YouTube, WhatsApp, Kindle, no 800 number. Okay. You just, and you know, it's when people say to us like, oh, I can't find you on iTunes. Well, there's no there, there. There's no one we can call at iTunes. (laughs) We can't, we have not been able to speak to anyone at iTunes for 10 years. We just send our show in and keep our fingers crossed. Like that's their customer service policy. So, uh, but that seems wrong because we have always said one of the most interactive ways to, uh, to, uh, uh, for customer service is the phone, you know, yeah. the human voice, uh, back and forth, you know, but, but, uh, they don't, they don't want to do that. So, so that's it. But what does that, I mean, does that bother you? Bothers yes, me. It does. It does bother me. It bothers me. I, I, you know, I like the phone as a backup. I mean, I, you know, sometimes when you order things, the order goes awry and you need to talk to, you need the human touch land, you know, that's, that's what you really need. Well, You're, I, there is also, you know, the millennials are fine with just, you know, pressing buttons and doing everything digitally. They don't want to talk to people, but there is a real generational split, as you can imagine, with boomers and older, like they want to pick up the phone and talk to people still, you know, that does actually breed customer loyalty even deeper. You have to cultivate a relationship. So that, I just thought that was an interesting observation. I hadn't really thought about that, that people are giving up their 800 lines, but there is a website that, um, you can go to to try to find an actual number for someone at a at any company. Oh, well, it's that called sounds... gethuman.com. Get human. I like that link because so, I, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. All right, Lane. Well, speaking of customer service, I had one this past week where I, I really felt like it was too much. These people have been trained too much in customer. It was too much customer <laughs> service. I went to my uh, dealership 
to it was time for my inspection and uh, I had to get new stickers, uh, you know, on my license and uh, and on the windshield. But this dealership, it's renowned for like just customer service. You know, even different brands of cars that a lot of the people train at this one local dealership here in Dallas because they're just over the top. I mean, you go there. I mean, the the place where they uh, repair the cars. I mean, honestly, you've never seen anything. So your house has not been this clean. I mean, it's (laughs) sparkling when you go in there. And they have just hundreds of people that meet your car and talk to you and everyone's fresh faced and they're, they're always, you know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And you know, they're just, there's hustle, there's bustle. And you know, they're, they've got extra delicious coffee in in the waiting room. And, you know, of course, you know, a beautiful waiting room and fresh magazines. The ladies room is again, impeccable. It's so nice, but I was, you know, I just had to get my, my inspection sticker and they were like the guy that was working with me, and I, I hate to complain about having too much customer service, but it was almost like a little creepy, you know. He yeah. was like over the top, like you have been trained so well in customer service and how to interact with people. I don't believe you're a human being anymore. You know what I mean? Or is it just me? Am I just being crabby, Leon? Should I have just taken the customer service? But it was. It was just a little too much. Does it, does it, is that possible? <laughs> yes, I think it is possible because everybody, college kids coming home from college, uh, people at stores, they want a little space. Like if it's super obvious, it does make you think, because a lot of times at dealerships too, I've noticed, then they say, if someone calls you to ask about my rating, I sure yes. hope that you give me a 10, right? Yes. Did, yes. He, oh, yes, I- did he say that? He didn't say that, but I did get a follow-up email asking about my customer service experience. Yeah. So I I think I don't believe the, you know, genuine. So you don't think they really don't care that much. They just (laughs) They just want the 10 on that email. Yeah. That's the thing. So I I think it's not crazy to have too much customer service is not a good thing. Yeah. I don't even like it. Like, I like... When I walk into a store and I like when the salesperson says, oh, hi, welcome to the store. But when they say, is there something I can help you with right away? Well, I don't, I just walked in, you know, sometimes I want a second. Yeah. To, to gather yourself. Yeah. So then you around. get, right. And then you get kind of defensive, like, no, I don't need anything. <laughs> you know, then it becomes adversarial. They're really just looking around. Okay. Well, I really won't shop here. Yeah. Right. I, sometimes there are so many people have asked you, you just need to leave because you just forget it. I don't. Get it. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made to order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. 
Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. I think we're getting cranky. I know we are. Is it possible that a cold is coming on, Leanne? Because I have some news today uh, that we, I just, I'm telling you right now, we've been doing it all wrong. Okay, let me tell you, they had an article this morning on how to blow your nose. And Leanne, I don't think you're blowing right. Okay, can I tell you that? (laughs) Okay. Okay. 
that this is an article and the expert that they cited is uh, is the medical directory uh, director of the respiratory care at New York's Mount Sinai Hospital. Okay, that that's pretty impressive, wouldn't you say? Yes. So he was saying that most people or not not most people, many people blow their nose too hard. And when you do that, that prolongs your suffering with cold or allergies. That a typical nose blow, Leon, if you is the pre, it's ten times the pressure as 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 compared to either sneezing or coughing on your sinuses. Oh, really? Yeah. How about that? So every time you blow your nose, just think about it. Like it's you are creating so much pressure in your nasal passages, and because of all that pressure it's quite likely that the mucus that's in your nasal passage because you have to blow your nose, well, it's shooting into inflamed areas, Leah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that you are like pressure. If you, here's a a test. If when you blow your nose, if if your sinuses are sore after you blow your nose, you're blowing too hard, okay? Okay. Or, Or have you ever had crackling or cackling in your ears after you blow your nose? I have it right now. My ears are, (laughs) they're crackling right now. Okay, Leon, that is totally Was that a bad sign? Bad news, Leon, bad news. Because that means you've been blowing your nose and the mucus is now blowing back into your middle ear. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, but the good news is I, he has a four step process for how you have to blow your nose. Okay. So uh, you might want to take out a pencil and paper for this. Okay. First thing we have to do is you have to moisten your nasal passages. I know you feel like you need to blow your nose, but really what you need to do is get some saline spray and shoot it up that your nasal passage. All right. I'm writing that down, but I'm not okay. going to do it. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Well, you might want to think, I mean, you want it, you want that stuff. It's in going into okay, the. Okay, Joel. Sh- all right, fine. <clears throat> okay. Second is, you blow gently one nostril at a time. Did you know that? No. One. I don't nostril. have that kind of nostril control. I mean, I think I have okay. that nostril okay. control. Okay. Okay. And he sees no benefit to the neti pot. Okay. I know a lot of people. Oh, we're going to hear about that. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Okay. That is you can words. send your notes to the medical director at the Respiratory Care <laughs> Center at yeah. Mount Sinai Hospital. Don't, don't post okay. them on my Facebook page. Not interested in the neti pot <laughs> contingency. Go, okay, go ahead. And finally, okay, and this is where he really made me mad. He said, don't get a cold in the first place. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 You're out. You're out. Yeah. But, but maybe, I mean, just try the one nostril at a time, the saline. And just think that every time you blow your nose, sometimes you're not doing yourself a favor. That's that's what you need to. Okay. You need, you need to know. So, uh, I I don't think this is our fault. I mean, our mother taught us how to blow our noses, right? So it's her fault. Yeah, mm-hmm. one at a time. Just try that, everybody. People. The other thing is, Leanne, Do you know now that doctors? Uh, was speaking of colds and flus and illnesses that doctors really are now focusing on about 20% of the population that they consider super spreaders in terms of germs. These are people, so these are people in the general population who are more contagious than other people. Now, you are more likely to get sick, you know, if you come in contact with them, 
to get sick from them than from everyone. Because, you know, sometimes you're with people who have colds and you don't catch the cold. Well, like when I spent that 24 hours with you, I did not get a cold. I know. And neither did Barrick. You guys, I don't know what you did. We were blowing our nose the wrong way. Yeah. The whole time, Leanne. Um, Well, there are really two reasons. Well, first of all, some uh, super spreaders are just more germy. I mean, because they might have a lower immune system. That's what they suspect is going on. They're, you know, still doing laboratory tests. But if people with um, with weaker immune systems, they're more germy. And then the second group of super spreaders are people who are just out there with more points of contact, you know, that are just <laughs> touching people, kissing people, shaking hands, Opening doorknobs, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, you know. And, of course, and then you have, like, babies. Babies are super spreaders. Yes. Yes. That's not a big surprise, right? But they really are trying to focus on this area of research and trying to identify these people because they think it may really help in sort of reducing or containing, you know, uh, things like SARS and TB and West Nile or what about the NHL, Leon? Okay, when you talk about super <laughs> yeah, that is a bizarre, that's a bizarre story. Thirteen players, two referees, maybe it's more players now have come down with the mumps, and um, they do they do feel like they've identified um, patient zero. That would be the Anaheim Duck defenseman <laughs> Francois Beauchemin. Have you know him? No. He he has he had the mumps, but they were just saying mumps is spread by respiratory droplets, you know, or they're on the, they're on the ice and they're fighting and there's blood. And, uh, and that even though many of these um, NHL players have had mumps vaccinations, that they're still coming down with it because it's, it's a very germy place. They're super spreaders, Lee, and those hockey players, you know, they're just out there. They're, you know, they're drinking from the same water bottles. Maybe they're sharing towels. They're, touching their hockey sticks you know there's just all kinds of germs and then the locker rooms are disgusting yeah i mean i don't care how much they clean them they're disgusting so that so that's yeah they can't clean them enough well then they would some of the nfl players the pittsburgh penguins went to the children's hospital in pittsburgh and one of them came down with the mumps now they have to watch the children at the hospital which is a terrible story that yeah. is terrible. So, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So I'm going to stay away from super spreaders and NHL players. Okay. <laughs> good. Okay. Good. Good. Um, oh, we got some trends. We're going oh, to trends. About. All right. This is Tuesday, Leanne. Um, first of all, you posted on a Facebook page uh, just the update on the ongoing saga of the South Korean executive, um, a.k.a. Nutrager, um, uh, Mrs. Cho or Miss Cho who, you know, yelled at uh, the flight attendants on a Korean Air flight because her macadamia nuts were served in a paper bag, in a little, you know, bag, rather than on a plate, right? Yes. Well, now, inexplicably, right, the, the sale of macadamia nuts are soaring in South, uh, South Korea, right? What, what, what do you make of that, Julie? Is it just that people hadn't thought of macadamia nuts? Like, Huh. Of all the nuts, I just never think to buy them. And now that it's been in the headlines, it's just like, oh, I love macadamia nuts. I'm going to go get some. 
It could be, I think it's that, or maybe they're curious, like maybe, ooh, I, you know, I've never been in first class, and first class people are eating <laughs> macadamia nuts, okay. and I can eat macadamia nuts too. It's a very first class kind of thing to do. Do you think that's it? I don't know. Uh, that just made me laugh. Yeah, so it just, it is just continuing. So we'll have to see. We'll watch that trend, but you might want to just go buy yourself a bag. Uh, you can put it on a plate if you like, and just enjoy them. Uh, they're good. Leanne, okay, second trend, snoga, Leanne, is the, I wanted to ask you about this. Have you heard of this? Snoga. No, I have not heard of snoga. Okay, this launched, um, I think this is an amazing fact, this is snow yoga mm-hmm. or snoga, mm-hmm. and it was launched by uh, a yoga person in Connecticut, Leanne, okay. and it started at Mohawk Mountain. Oh my gosh, where we in- learned to ski growing up. Yes, which is which is really not a mountain. No, it's, it's like a little hill. Okay. Now that but I've this... seen actual mountains out west, I know it's not a mountain. It's a hill. Yep. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leanne, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. (laughs) Either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, 
pork that's raised crate-free and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your butcher box on vacation, which is that's <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. This is it, but this is what it is. And the idea of Snoga is that this is supposed to have a positive impact on you as a skier, that you get up early and it's supposed to enliven you, stretch you, and it is exactly what you think it is. It is people on yoga mats out on the snow mm-hmm. fr- in the morning, freezing their little Lululemons off because mm-hmm. they're in little <laughs> Lululemon outfits uh, doing all of their yoga moves. Uh, and this is supposed to um, help you. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I have to say, as a longtime yoga practitioner, I don't really enjoy yoga outdoors. I don't enjoy, even on a hot, sunny day, when you see those photos of people doing yoga outdoors, I have never taken an outdoor class that I thought, that was great. I usually take an outdoor class and I think, why are there bugs on my face? Or, <laughs> you know, my mat is all wet or the ground is uneven. Like, I just, I don't like any outdoor yoga. So this is not going to be for me. And I would think your muscles would just be so cold. It would actually be kind of dangerous. I don't know. So she's taking Snoga out west. She's heading to uh, to the Colorado Rockies, uh, and there's you can look for Snoga at a number of resorts uh, this winter. But I, I just don't understand it. Oh, here it's, they are now. I'm I'm seeing all the images. Yeah, it's like well, it's yeah, it's people in their ski clothes. I mean, I but, can understand why yoga is a good warm up for skiing, but this looks kind of stupid. Yeah. I have to say. <laughs> to be honest, Snoga, you're not yeah. you're not going to go for Snoga. Okay. No, not so but, much. But uh, yeah, and it's really cold uh, yeah. in the morning uh, uh, ski areas. Really I mean, cold, that's like zero degrees cold. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I not in Connecticut, but when she goes out west, she's going to find out just how cold it is uh, at, in the parking lot of a of a major western ski area. They're very cold. All but right. I know people who like yoga. They like to try it with dogs or, you know, hot yoga or pot <laughs> yoga or paddleboard yoga. Oh, that so, looks you know, stupid, too. Paddleboard yoga. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly. That, well, at least you end up in the water. That sounds good. Yeah, I but, guess. Okay, so a, a big thumbs down to Snoga. Leon, an update. I, again, if you think back to um, a couple of Sundays ago, Monica was on uh, one of our podcasts, and she was talking or lamenting the fact that a growler station had come to her local grocery store Mm -hmm. and that she just thought this was wrong and uh, she couldn't imagine who would want to partake in this growler station. And if you listen to that podcast, I asked the question, what is a growler? (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah. Leanne, guess what? In my grocery store, a growler station. It's a trend. Oh, really? Yes. 
we are getting a growler station. It's opening uh, the 1st of January. Um, so uh, there you have it. I, 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 well, a growler, for people who don't know, it's like a big container for you to buy your own tap beer at either a pub or a um, grocery store now. So if you have craft beers in your area, then you will have growlers available. And in Oregon, they even have growler accessories. You can buy like neoprene neoprene growler holders and things like that. So for some reason, they call the big sort of home keg that you put your beer in a growler. So there, there you go. Julie, I can't really see you participating in the growler. The station. growler, they look heavy. Those big, yeah, it's bottles. a big heavy thing of beer. Yeah, yeah. And does it keep the beer beer fresh, or do you just drink it all at once? Because if you don't drink that much beer, does the beer go flat? I don't know. I, I, I guess so. I don't. I've never. I've never partaken in the growler subculture. Okay. All right. Well, know. I'm just saying, Satellite Sisterhood, be on the lookout for growlers <laughs> coming to your coming okay. to your grocery store. Monica <laughs> spotted it. Uh, Leon, one more. This this item, I I just feel like it's going to you're going to have it on your street. Okay, it's called a screwzer. That's S C R O O S E R, and it's an electric powered, fat tired, you know, like cart. So just imagine a mini Harley Davidson for the sidewalk. So you've got, it's like a scooter, but with giant fat tires and an electric engine. So it goes like 15 miles an hour. Okay. And now I'm Googling this. Screwzer. Okay. It's a screwzer. And it's made in Germany. So I know, you know, you, you like all things German. Yes, we family. do. So, and you, you do like things that move in your family. You, you know, you like a lot of motor vehicles. You have like 15 cars at your house at all times. So I thought that you might be interested in this electric powered fat tire screwzer. Um, and it's described, okay, get ready for this. It's described for people who thought the Segway was cool, but felt they looked ridiculous on it. So this is the anti-Segway, Liam. It is a screwzer, Okay. And they raised all. That must the money. be a fairly small population of people that thought the Segway was was cool. <laughs> but I thought they. I mean, many people thought everyone looked ridiculous. Oh yeah, look at this. See, oh, look yeah, at a screwzer. You huh. want one, don't you? I know. I know it, Leanne. I know you want a screwzer. It looks, but this, but that means they're going 15 miles an hour on the sidewalk. This isn't made for the street. And if no, you're and this is walking, this is a large vehicle. It's yes. not a small, I mean, at least the Segway didn't take up a lot of space, but this is, yeah, this is like a ridiculous. It's the, no, it's for the urban areas. You live in one, and I just thought you might want to screws around in your neighborhoods. <laughs> no. January 15th, they're beta testing it, Leanne. You, can, you and your family can get in early on the screwser. You know, I do want a moped, and I have said that several times. Uh, we had mo- we had the one moped growing up. Uh, my father bought one moped for five girls. Uh, the boys got cars, and the girls got a single moped to share. And it was Connecticut, where it was, you know, it's cold in the yes. Week. It wasn't really moped weather. Okay. But I have I'm very I think very fondly of that moped. Like I don't I don't want a motorcycle. I don't even want a scooter. But I liked the moped. That was it went it could handle that vehicle. And I think to myself, I wouldn't mind getting a moped. And my family fails to believe me that um that i want one they think oh you just fall over you'd get run over i mean that's what they think of me (laughs) 
So maybe I should get a screwzer instead yeah, and really just show them. Get them one of these German screwzers. Yeah, you'd be the first, Liam. Oh, they're expensive. It's well, I'm on a British site. It's thirty five hundred pounds. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it's not a segue, Leon. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> no, it's not, Julie. All right. Fun to say. All right. We're going to end here the show with a Facebook roundup because we've had a lot of action over on our Satellite Sisters Facebook group page. You can find us both as the Satellite Sisters and join our group, uh, the Satellite Sisters group page, where you can post what you'd like. And we love seeing people's comments, for the most part, from the show. And there were a lot of fun ones this week. A couple of topics that really got people's attention. Liz mentioned, Julie, the uh, animals. Those yes. giant yes. Uh, or those animals that she sent to your grandchildren, right? Mm-hmm. They look like yes. sort of plastic animals. Right. And we heard from a couple of mail carriers uh, who said that they have transported things like um, chicks, live chicks in the mail. Uh, somebody on the Facebook page said they were standing in line at the post office yesterday behind uh, – Judy said she was in line behind someone mailing a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so somebody else oh monica one of our listeners monica said she once sent a flip-flop from florida she just okay, put the address okay. on the flip-flop just one flip-flop which i thought was pretty funny and that i think is funny because flip-flops are cheap you don't have to spend a lot of money on it but that's very a cheap way to get a lot of uh, a lot of attention from mm-hmm. from your mailman so apparently you can just send almost whatever you want in the mail who knew really who knew <laughs> All right. Then we had, I mentioned that I was on the hunt for a squirt and I had spent like hundreds of hours researching them. And I found one that was a tropical weight that was key for me. And then I ended up buying it and it came and it was a skirt. Then many lovely people said, gave me whole lists of places to go look for squirts like Athleta. But then Monica also again said, why can't you just wear shorts? Which... (laughs) I think is a, is a good question, Monica. That's and I would, a, that's a solid question. I yeah. would like to address that. I discovered like three years ago um, that shorts were done for me, just as a fashion statement. <laughs> Basically, my derriere had just reached the size where shorts were no longer a good look. And I remember having a discussion with my sister-in-law, Susan, in Bend, Oregon, we were both hiking in skorts, and she said, I'm done with shorts, too. I, she and I had both reached the same conclusion at just about the same time in the life of our rear ends, that shorts were over for us, <laughs> and skirts, even skorts, were a better way to go. So, Monica, there you go. If you're That's blessed, good to know, Lee, and I, yeah. I, think it's, I think there comes a point in everyone's life where, you know, you should make that decision. And, yep. and make it on your own terms. You know, yes. some people love shorts all the time. I just reached that. I just thought the skirt was more flattering. So so that's why. All right. Uh, Julie, a lot of response to your, um, your coffee thing. So I don't need to go through that again. And then, um, uh, okay. And then this is the best. I have to just hand it to Sarah. Sarah oh. is one of our listeners in Gallup, New Mexico, and the beautiful city of Gallup, New Mexico. And she was inspired by our discussion of the chirpumple. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember, we discussed this. My friend Sarah, who's a very big time like baker and recipe developer, worked at Bon Appetit for many years, jokingly told me about the chirpumple in the pool. She's like, you've got to try it. And this was a three-layer cake with cake and pie in each layer. Okay. So every layer is a pie baked inside of a cake. Okay. Now, 
It's sort it's, of, it's like the turducken only for dessert. Exactly. Yes. So it's kind of a joke, but kind of not is the way, you know, way I would put it. Like you, if you go online and you search Cherpumple, you'll see that many of them do end up kind of spectacular and uh, woo, ah, when you cut into it, the idea is you buy like a pre-made pie and you bake a cake around it and you stack it in three layers. So, um, Sarah apparently was determined. She was inspired by our conversation, Julie. See, we, we didn't, we didn't dare, we didn't dare to dream no. to make that land. We, we really no. couldn't. We, we, there, there was no way we were going to attempt that. Right. No. Or, or did we think that we would inspire anyone in this area? But good for Sarah. She had a family birthday celebration and she was going to try, um, try try the trapumple and the best part of this story first of all it looks like um it's green for some reason she decided to frost it green like, like dr seuss cake it is it, <laughs> it's like the grinch it's like grinchy green <laughs> okay so right off the bat like even if it was fantastic it looks awful so and and then, so what she did unwittingly was sort of document the whole Trapumple incident on Facebook as the Trapumple came out and she frosted it and she was proud of it and she posted it on her Facebook page. But then, Julie, then the nightmare started where the Trapumple starts to cave in on itself. Yes. I can only explain it like, you know, those buildings that you press the button and they collapse, you know? <laughs> You know, when people are trying to bring down a, a skyscraper, there yeah. you go. That's what it's like. This is what's like. So she keeps documenting it on her Facebook page with photo after photo oh, of gosh. the Trapumple implosion. And there is a video and oh, multiple yeah, the pictures. Is good. Oh, yeah. And commentary. then they tried to say, move it, right, a little to they, see if they could. They tried to keep saving it and shore it up. They, yeah. brought in, like, they brought in like 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 a giant pot, maybe thinking that it would shore up the trapumple. But... <laughs> it's like, I know. And then, and then eventually it's in a pot and they just stick candles in this completely collapsed trapumple. And there you go for her husband and her niece. Oh, my gosh. It is the funniest set of photos I, I've ever seen in a long time because it's like real-time photos of a trapumple collapsing. So um, I said to Made Sarah, my holiday. No doubt about it. I said, Sarah, on the Facebook page, you have to figure out like how to put this in a photo album. But she went one better. She created like a whole blog post. And because some of the comments on her Facebook page are so hilarious. So if you go to SatelliteSisters.com, I am going to put a link to uh to sarah's blog post but if you just can't wait you can find it at chirpumple kerfuffle dot blogspot blogspot blogspot.com chirpumple kerfuffle say that a hundred times fast chirpumple kerfuffle dot blogspot.com sarah you, you really made our holiday this is the holiday party we were talking about your chirpumple disaster so just oh seeing it just like layers and layers of it's, crap. it's good you know it's it's where you you know when you have some free time or you know you might even be a little down over the ho yeah. holidays check this out you'll feel better you'll feel better <laughs> absolutely absolutely okay well this is our last tuesday show of 2014 Yes. Uh, we're going to take the next couple of weeks off. We'll probably do one show this weekend, and then that will be it for the holiday season for us as we all get ready to do various things. Uh, Julie, any, any plans for the rest of the week there? 
Oh, yeah. Well, we got some holiday cookie baking coming up, Leanne, and a a couple of holiday parties. How about that? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm really getting into the holiday spirit. Okay, Um, good. Good. Well, yeah, Yeah. I had the best holiday party this weekend because it was the holiday party that wasn't. Um, We were supposed to drive way out to Malibu for a a holiday party for my husband's work. Uh, One of not even his direct boss, you know, many lines down, you know, many chains down. So I wouldn't know anybody at the party, basically. And it was going to be a long drive to a remote area. And about five o'clock Saturday night, he goes, yeah, I don't think we're going to go to that party. I was like, yes, I was so psyched. That's a holiday too. (laughs) It was. It was fantastic. I'm so happy. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's, I don't have a lot going on. So. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, we want to wish you, everybody, a very, you know, happy Christmas, happy oh, it's Hanukkah. it's the first day of Hanukkah today, I believe. Yes, happy yeah. Hanukkah. Yes. Uh, and just enjoy the holidays uh, with your family and friends. I, I think the seven days of Chirpumple would be a good. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to, there's like, there's got to be a holiday. This. Yes, I think, you know, we got we to come up with a holiday for the Chirpumple. Yeah. <laughs> just. It feels, I, I'm blanking now. What was the holiday on Seinfeld? A Festivus. Festivus. So I think after the airing of grievances, remember oh, that's part of yes. Festivus, where you sit in the living room and air grievances, then you should have a trapumple. I feel like it would work right into the Festivus holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. All right. Everybody, have a great week. And don't forget, call your satellite sisters.